Welcome to the Steve Stein Guitar Podcast, brought to you by GuitarZoom.com. If you want to improve your guitar playing, keep listening. If you want to improve even faster, go to GuitarZoom.com, where you'll find all of Steve's premium courses, masterclasses, and memberships that'll help you quickly and easily improve your playing. Now, here's your host, Steve Stein. All right, so in this lesson, what we're going to be learning about is pentatonic superimposition. And basically what I'm I'm saying is we're going to be in a particular key. In today's idea, we're going to be in the key of E major, but we're actually going to be soloing using a different pentatonic scale than E major. And I'm going to show you how that works, why it works, and how you can use it. So if we just start off thinking about E, for instance, an E major chord, and I just made this really basic loop here of an E sound. Okay, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to go up and just play E major pentatonic like we normally do. Okay, now that's the typical kind of E major pentatonic-ish sound, and it sounds great. But what we're going to do today is we're actually going to be soloing using a different pentatonic scale. We're going to um, superimpose the G sharp minor pentatonic scale over E major. Now, why would we do that? Well, if we look at the notes of the E major, we can see we're playing the notes E, F sharp, G sharp, B, C sharp, and then we start all over back on E. Okay. So if we think about it, from the major scale, what we're really playing here are one, two, three, five, and six. Okay, we're leaving out the fourth and the seventh. If you know anything about your theory, that's what's happening there. So if we move to G sharp and we play G sharp minor pentatonic. If you look at the notes that we're playing there, what we're actually playing are G sharp, B, C sharp, D sharp, and F sharp. Which, if you think about it, what we're doing is we're playing, we're not using the E, so that's not in there. We're using the second note, G sharp, okay, or excuse me, F sharp. We're using the third note, which is G sharp. We're using the fifth note, B and C sharp. The difference here is that we're using the seventh, okay? So if we think about it, if we're in the key of E, what we're using here is the note D sharp, okay? When we played an E major pentatonic, we didn't use D sharp. But when we play in G sharp, we're using all the notes of the E major pentatonic except for E, and then we're adding in the note D sharp, okay? So if that sort of makes sense, um, if we listen to these, like here's my E, right? But let's go up to this note here, which is F sharp. Go down here and find an F sharp. Because we know the E isn't in there, right? And there's that note, okay? Because instead of using the E, we're using that D sharp. And what that does then is it takes that E major tonality of the chord that I'm playing, and instead of having it always being able to go to the E when I solo, 
I can't go to the E because it doesn't exist, okay? But what I can go to are a number of different notes, obviously, and now I've got this D sharp that I can utilize, which is going to give it that major tonality. It's going to sound more like major slash Ionian, if you know what that is, or it would even sound like Lydian, okay, with that sharp four or the, the raised seventh sound. And it would work over a an Ionian slash major or Lydian situation because the fourth isn't in there anyway. Okay. So we could, we could use this over either one of those situations. So again, I'm going to start this and I'm going to let you listen to E major yet again. Enjoying this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, go to guitarzoom.com and consider becoming a premium member. There are three memberships to choose from. VIP, which gives you instant access to a library of short but powerful courses as well as new bite-sized lessons each month. There's also Play Songs that gives you step-by-step -step lessons so you can learn to play your favorite songs fast. And finally, there's Masterclass, university-level training on everything from soloing to music theory, from blues to home recording. For more info about these memberships and all the premium courses available to you, go to guitarzoom.com. Now back to the podcast. But now what I'm going to do is I'm going to switch over and I'm going to start playing in G sharp minor. Now again, G sharp is a major third up. One, two, three, right? So if I think about that, I'm moving up a major third. If you don't know your, your theory, you can just think about it as I'm in E and I'm moving up one. One fret, two frets, three frets, four frets. You can think of it that way too, okay? To get to the relative, I shouldn't say relative because it's not relative, but this superimposed minor. So now listen to the way that sounds over this. Colorful, a little more maybe mysterious sounding because of that that um, major seventh there. Now that doesn't mean that in this situation you would use this new idea and never use E major because you can. Now the the, the the situation that I, I find a lot when I talk to people about things like this, they'll, they'll say, well, they're all just coming for the major scale anyway, and you can just use the major scale. 
okay, that might be true. But the problem isn't in music. It's not always trying to summarize all of your thoughts into one right answer. It's not about a right answer. It's about creativity. It, it really has nothing to do with the right answer. Because the problem is, is if you're like many people, when you go to solo, it's, it's creativity and musicality that's lacking oftentimes. The, the, the notes might be right, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it sounds good or it sounds musical, right? And so that's what I want you to understand that at the beginning of this video, I was talking about perception. And perception to me is really, really important because if you just try and summarize all this and go, oh, it's all just in, in E major, okay. And you start doing that over the top of this, right? So I go. Well, I'm, I'm no closer to creativity just by trying to surmise that these two things together could create something larger like the major scale. It's all in your phrasing and it's in your creativity. So what's really nice to be able to do is understand if you're going to be in major, the one thing, e, let's say E major pentatonic. Because you've got that E that we know we're gonna try and target. Right? And uh, and that's gonna be great. You got your, you know, kind of Southern rock. Kind of stuff. But when you pop over to this other side, then all of a sudden what you do is you're forcing yourself to avoid that E, and instead you're emphasizing the major seventh, which is that D sharp. And you can totally hear it when you listen to this. Then if I drop back into that E major, that'd be fine. But then, you see? So you can actually make them sound very different from each other just by this idea of superimposition. So hopefully that makes sense to you. It's a great little thing to learn how to do. Um, lots of guitar players that you might be familiar with certainly use this technique. Um, and it's a very simple thing to apply. It's just understanding, again, to find it, right? Whether you're finding it as a major third or whether you're finding it by just counting up one fret, two fret, three fret, four frets. Okay, think about it that way. So take care, stay positive, and I hope this helps you a little bit. Next time on the Steve Stein Guitar Podcast. So when I first started learning to play songs by ear, I didn't understand anything about theory, anything about scales. All I knew is I could hear things moving down or up, right? So let me show you what I mean. So I'm going to switch to distortion here for this example. So let's say I'm listening to a song by, again, at the time, Iron Maiden or Def Leppard or Ozzy or Judas Priest or something like that, or the Scorpions. These are all things I listened to when I was first learning how to play guitar. And I couldn't tell an open versus a bar versus a whatever. I, I didn't have any of that kind of capability. I just, I could hear a sound, right? So I'd hear a sound and then I would go to my guitar and I would start trying to make a power chord and move it around until I could figure out where that sound was, right? So I'd, I'd hear the very first chord of a song. Boom, I'd put the record, yes, a record. I would put the record on. 
and I would hear that sound. So instead of listening to the entire song for five minutes, that's not going to do me any good. I would put the the needle on the, the record and listen to that very first sound I would hear. Okay. Now, again, if it was all this kind of stuff, that's the wrong song for me. I, I wanted a chord. I wanted something where I could hear a sound, right? Uh, the Ramones, right? That kind of thing. I could hear chords. Hey, Steve Stein here from GuitarZoom.com, and thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, can I ask you a favor? Please subscribe, leave a review, and share it with a friend. Your feedback means more to me than you'll ever know. And be sure to check out my YouTube channels where you'll find over 1,000 videos to help you with your guitar playing. Thanks again for listening. Stay positive, keep playing, and keep having fun. If you'd like some help with your guitar playing but you're not sure how to get started, go to GuitarZoom.com and look for the Help Me Choose survey. By answering a few simple questions, you'll get Steve's personal recommendation of the perfect course for you. All this and more is available for you at GuitarZoom.com.